Welcome to another episode of One-on-One with Patrick. Yes, in this series, you'll hear me having conversations with guests, just like any of the millions of podcasts out there. But there's a twist to this one. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall in a one-on-one web design coaching session. I'm not speaking with industry experts, leaders, gurus, or influencers. I'm talking to people like you. People who are still in the very early stages of their web design business journey. People who have questions, concerns, struggles, or simply need some motivation. I hope you'll find it useful. Let's dive in with today's session. Hey guys, just a quick note. You're gonna notice the audio quality on this one is not the best because I straight up messed up. I think I picked the wrong mic when I was uh, beginning the conversation here. And uh, basically, instead of using the high quality mic, it ended up using the speaker mic on my computer. I know, rookie mistake, but this is only my fourth time actually doing an interview style podcast with people, so I'm still I'm still learning how to do this uh, the best way possible. So please forgive me. Uh, you can still hear the conversation. It's just you're gonna get a little more background noise. It's a little more muffled than usual. Um, and I did have a great chat with Upasana And it was a lot of fun. And I think there's a lot of value for you guys. So I hope you have some patience and you can get through it. uh, Because, yeah, like I said, there's some good value here. And the next one will be back to high quality again. I promise. Take care. Hey, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? I've been fine. How are you? I can't complain. So then, so by the way, how do I? Is it upasana? Is that how you say it? Um, it's it's upasana. Upasana. You, yes. Okay, so the, the emphasis first is on person the... pronounce it correctly. Really? Wow, it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet, now I feel special. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself and your experience with web design so far. So, uh, I'm basically a software engineer, or I was trained to be a software engineer. I have a BTEC in software engineering. And for the past, like, three years, I've been working for various startups as an integration engineer. Basically, we used to work using various APIs for uh, integrating different platforms. For example, say you want to integrate Zendesk with um, your website. And we would be working on that and um, providing support to customers across all our clients. And yeah, it was good work, <laughs> but it was not very fulfilling work. And it was like, like I said, I stay awake till four. That is basically because my work timings would be like, you know, I would work 12 to 18 hours a day. It would be really hectic and crazy. So I decided to quit <laughs> and like pursue something that I was more interested in, which I thought would like, my main motto in life was to help people and make people's lives easier in any way I could. And since that was not very fulfilling, I wanted to take up something that would remain in my field, but would, you know, would, um, like would involve my, the passion I've always had for designing and would help me make people's lives easier. So I decided to become a US designer. Um, the crazy shift that I had um, did not let me really study alongside my work, which is what I wanted to do, but um, it just wasn't possible. So I had to quit so that I could pursue this 
root like educate myself and then properly go into it and i found now to be the best time because frankly because a lot of people were releasing free videos or free coachings and due to the quarantine <laughs> and i thought it was the best time to like you know take some time off and learn because i've been doing this continuously for the past 3 years without even catching a break and yeah i basically i started an instagram handle to in which i posted a few challenges so i started like a sketching daily challenge mainly because i wanted to like keep the handle active not really because i had any motto for it um but yeah like a few people reached out to me from that and they wanted like a website and they wanted me to design their brand identity and so on and suddenly i was lost i was like okay i i tried to do this i don't know what to do anymore <laughs> so yeah that's when i started quickly doing youtube searches for like how to create a website and how to maybe design it and host it and so on and yeah i landed up on rapid web launch and here we are <laughs> awesome thank you for uh, that's a very detailed back story that's great so what what was that <laughs> t- tell me about that uh, instagram challenge you did what was that about Oh yeah so i my handle upasnara design if you go to it you will find this 100 day ui ux component challenge it was started by christina was some 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 russian type surname i don't i can't pronounce it but yeah the challenge is basically 100 days of sketching ui uh, ux and ui components she sends three words every day on her daily newsletter and you have to sketch out whatever come like whatever you can related to those three words yeah that's pretty much it that was the first thing i started doing like i said mainly to keep my instagram handle active um i quit like a few days ago like i didn't quit a few days ago i quit a couple of months ago but we had a two month notice period which i had to serve and so my last working day was like a few days ago so till then i wanted to keep the handle active so after my i finish my last working day i could pick up a few more challenges maybe do more creative things so that was like a simple thing it took me 15 20 minutes every day to make and i thought okay i can do this alongside my work um apart from that i thought of taking up a few other challenges like the 30 day logo design challenge where um you basically get a creative brief every day um apart from that like the main reason i actually did my rapid frenzy of google search relating website design was um i got this guy he wants to create a startup so he wants to open a furniture startup and those are pretty popular in india right now um basically what used to happen was he wanted to buy furniture you would um go to some retailer or a carpenter who would create furniture for you and off late these startups have started cropping up where they basically sell furniture online and if you they also have like a retail store where you can go and you know if you can do them in physically and check them out if you want and this is like it was a similar concept that he was trying to do and i was like this is pretty standard i can just create this on weeks i guess <laughs> but how i did, didn't want to do that obviously how did this guy find you um he found me by instagram surprisingly um he just really? reached out to me saying yeah that i have seen your like component the ux components that you made and i have added that i am like a ux and engineer turned ux designer in my yeah. bio 
and he reached out to me and i was pretty surprised really because the sketches i make are pretty child like they're not childish but they're not very mature and beautifully designed i just do them in 15 minutes yeah and this is a, a new instagram handle right a new new a new yeah. account so yeah, how it has it has 148 followers instagram. how many it has like 148 followers and 35 posts in it So how did you use specific hashtags that were part of the challenge that that people could look up or um, how did how did he find you so I call- didn't specifically ask that. I think you might have found, because I use a I don't use a lot of hashtags because one of her posts got shadow banned and I was like I'm new to Instagram or shadow ban me <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not exactly sure but um one of the posts had um things like table and stuff in it so i used the hashtag table and computer table and he reached out to me like in a day after that so he probably searched like found me under that like hashtag that is what my guess is i didn't explicitly want to ask him how did you find me because people find that very rude in india that's awesome though so you're already you're already you're already pulling in leads or potential clients through through instagram through a brand new account too and through taking yeah, part in a specific challenge that someone else created because most people like when exactly. I'm including myself I think of a challenge like that they're great because you you commit to to practicing your skills improving your skills every day but I never really thought of it from the perspective that you could actually potentially get clients from it so yeah, that's, neither that's did it. I actually I was pretty shocked myself yeah. I didn't want to disappoint him but I have absolutely no clue what to do So what so what what's happening now then are you working on the website with with him Um no so uh, I told him I'll reach out to you with the creative brief so that I can get a clearer understanding of exactly what he wants and I don't think he will hire me because um what he wanted was an entire website hosted and everything Um yeah, I didn't and, and you said no website. No, I didn't say no. I said I'll get back to you. <laughs> What? Um, Why would you say that? You got it. That's an immediate yes. Yeah, well, I do not. I was not really sure what to do. Like I said, I have absolutely no clue what to do. Um, uh, since okay. it's an e-commerce website, I spoke to one of my friends who um has, who knows a bit more than me about website designing. He has been working in that field a little bit. Um, and he told me it would require like um. create like i would have to create it on an e-commerce engine or something of that sort and i would have to include that on the back end and things like that and this guy doesn't want to hire a developer he wants to do this entire thing and i'm like i i, I know i i have html css and javascript knowledge but not to the extent where i can do the extensive back end development and the seo and furniture websites tend to have that thing right where um suggestions with like suppose you want to buy a sofa and immediately you get suggested to buy like a table or a chair or like a coffee table maybe or a carpet that will go with the sofa and um, that is something he wanted and i didn't know how to do that uh, basically so i you're being you're being completely honest and transparent about you know what you're able to do what what you're not able to do so that that is good that's a good quality not not enough people are willing to do that they will say yes to anything and everything without actually being sure that they can provide true value to the client. So it's good that you're willing to do that. So you said uh, I'll get back to you. That's yeah. You I mean, I don't want to promise something to this guy who potentially might be my first client and then not be able to deliver it and then 
completed with my reputation from the very beginning because these startup founders in bangalore like he's from bangalore and that's like the hub of startups in india and these people tend to be very well connected so if i screw this up i am pretty much screwed up in the furniture sector of bangalore really so it think so yeah so yeah i have worked in a couple of startups right like i have been working in startups so i know right. how well connected these startups are and yeah i don't want to like i don't want to take that risk so that is why like if i if i can't do something and he needs it really fast like he needs to launch it in like a couple of months so uh, if i cannot do something i really don't want to promise it to the client sure do you think part of that is just kind of your fear telling you that that you're Possibly. afraid of of doing it wrong and that it's going to be much if you if you mess up it's going to be a much bigger failure than it, it might actually be possibly because yeah that is like that is like the kind of role i used to work in for the past three years right so you, you definitely <laughs> so know more about it than i do yeah okay so then okay what's your biggest question or struggle right now what what can i help you with um so my biggest question is like um i can design a website per se i can do it on adobe xd is what i understand but um i am not sure about how i'm supposed to like create it on wordpress or webflow and how that entire thing goes about and like how exactly that part of it works and how do i host it and i don't i know that there is an e-commerce engine which i have to base it on or something like that but i am not sure of what I, to do there okay so you haven't picked a web design tool yet yeah like i no i don't know i don't know how to go about the entire designing and development process if you ask me like i have a client out of nowhere and i have no clue what to do that's that's funny though that's good it's a good problem to have because most there's so many people that actually have the skills and know everything about web design but can't get clients so you have it the other way around you've got the clients but now you got to learn the skills real quick um so yeah the first step is definitely you need to figure out which uh web design platform you want to use uh and that just comes with research and frankly practice uh cuz all of these platforms you can sign up for a free account easily and just start toying around with it testing things um and then just doing research into each individual one and seeing what the pros and cons are i started with weebly myself when i was first starting out because i again i didn't know much about web design at the time either i was learning uh, i liked the simple drag and drop interface I didn't, there wasn't a lot of back end nonsense that something like wordpress might have and it seemed a bit overwhelming for me at the time and i wanted to get the fundamentals of web design down first before i got into something more advanced like wordpress so i did weebly for a couple of years and uh and i slowly grew my business and as my my skills improved then i jumped over to wordpress because i felt comfortable making that, that move and i chose wordpress because it's the most popular web design platform in the world uh, i think about 35% of all websites are hosted or built on wordpress and it's there's a number of reasons why it's the most popular but a big one is it's just its functionality it's 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 so customizable you can do anything you want with it So in addition to WordPress I found the plugin Elementor that's what for me changed WordPress dramatically for me because I I liked things about WordPress but my primary concern was always still being able to provide easy access for my clients to make edits changes when they want to and WordPress is, was is overwhelming for 
the average person. But Elementor is a plugin that integrates with WordPress. It's basically a new CMS that uh, makes WordPress easier and provides a drag and drop interface for my clients to be able to make easier edits and changes. So uh, it's also incredibly streamlined the process of building websites because most websites are built by from templates these days. And there's pros and cons to that. I would say there's more pros than cons. It's made web design more accessible, more affordable uh, to many more people. Cons are you'll start to see a lot of websites look the same if someone doesn't know how to take a template and customize it and make it unique to the individual business or client. So what I like about Elementor is that you can actually build your own templates. So it's still a template functionality, but it's got the customization of basically a custom website. So you're kind of building blocks basically, and you build your own template. Um, so that's why I landed on that. But when it comes to, it sounds like with your client, primary uh, important feature you're going to need is e-commerce. Um, WordPress has, you can integrate tons of e-commerce plugins with it, but depending on what your client needs, it might make more sense to do something like Shopify. Are you familiar with Shopify? Um, I've played in one of the videos. I'm not really familiar with it. Okay, so Shopify is, I would say it's the best e-commerce website builder in the world. Mm -hmm. I think it's a leading platform uh, for a lot of different reasons, but again, simplicity and ease of use is a big one. So, have you given any thought as to how you're going to decide which web design tool to use? Um, so yeah, like in the past, I have used a few sites like um, Wix and Squarespace, and I like them a lot, but then I guess if you create it there, you have to host it on Wix or Squarespace itself. There's no way to export the code. And um, what I basically wanted to tell this guy is uh, like, hey, listen, I can design a website, maybe export the code, and give it to you, and you could ask some proper developer to develop the backend part of it. Um, yeah, that that won't, so you're you're thinking you would maybe build the site with like Wix or something, export the code, give it to him, and then they would do some of the backend stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, that's, that it's not quite how it works. Like, so one of the cons to these website builders, there's a, a list of pros, including making web design much easier to do. For the average user um, and streamlining processes and that, that but one of the cons is that when you build sites on these website builders you are building for their platform you cannot easily export a site and import it into another platform um but what about webflow like i've heard that you could do that from there and the code is pretty clean i mean i've heard that i've never tested it out and i think exporting is a paid feature so yeah i can't test it out yeah, it's, it's so funny. Like, you're the third person out of four people I've done this with that has talked about Webflow, which is amazing to me because, like, so I'm starting to wonder if I'm getting Webflow spies on, on here so that they can <laughs> advertise their platform because I, I looked into it a few years ago and there's definitely a lot of cool features, but it is, more, it is a more advanced platform. And so when I'm talking to people on here, it's, it's for people that are just starting out with web design or in their early stages. But somehow Webflow always seems to come up. So it, I find it really interesting. But definitely, uh, I, I'm not an expert in Webflow. I've never used it. Mm -hmm. 
from what I can see and I've seen from other people, there's definitely a lot of cool features and pros. And one of them is, yes, they, it seems like they do, they take an extra effort to keep the code clean and easy to export and import. So that is, that is if that's an important feature for you, then, <laughs> then it's, uh, then Webflow might be for you. Hmm. Um, so if I choose not to do that, like if I choose to do the entire thing, um, what would you suggest? Like, would you suggest WordPress with Elementor? But then how would I, um, how would I go about the e-commerce aspect of it? Like the things I was talking about. Right. So e-commerce, I couldn't give you a clear answer until I know more about the project and more, more about what client needs, what he needs in the store. So, because there's so many different ways to do e-commerce, there's so many different little features. You know, there's just the basic concept of selling products online is super easy. That's easy to do on so many different platforms. Um, but then it gets down to the little details, special features. Mm -hmm. like, like you mentioned a few of them earlier before. That's when things can get a little more complicated. And depending on the platform you have chosen, it can make it easier or harder to. So I, unfortunately, I would need to know more in order to give you a clear answer on that. But I would, I would so definitely kind of, say, go ahead. Uh, what kind of data would you need? So the other thing I have to, like the first thing I have to do is send the client a creative brief and ask him to fill it up. And um, like I am, I know a few basic questions that I want to ask there, but I'm not really sure what exactly to ask. Like, I know I need to ask him about what his business goals are and what his target audience is and okay. so on, but I'm not like, um, I'm not sure what else I need to ask. And if I Google it, there are n number of questions which you can ask a client. I don't want to like drown him in questions all of a sudden and you'll be like, yeah. okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Then they, if you, if you overwhelm them, they can just disappear. <laughs> you want to keep it as simple exactly. as possible for them, for sure. Uh, that is a challenge is getting is onboarding clients and mm -hmm. getting the content for them. So I would, I, I always try to simplify it down to no more than five, six questions. And then I try to take as much of the workload off of them as much as possible. And for me, it always centers around uh, brand and content. So most people I talk to are small business owners, so they haven't given a lot of thought as to what their brand is, what it looks like, mm -hmm. what they stand for what is the product or service that they're selling? And not just what is it, what are they selling? Can you distill it down to one simple sentence, like five or six words, you know? Mm -hmm. Most people have, you ask them to say, okay, send me some content about your business. And they send you like a whole page of yeah. like, here's our backstory from 1972 and this whole about us thing. And like, people don't care about reading that. They wanna know what you're gonna do for them. Keep it simple, short, concise. So. I, I would definitely say help them, depending on what level he's at and understanding of his own business, help him get a clearer picture of what exactly, pro what product or service he's offering and who his ideal client is. Who is he trying to attract to this website? How, why, what do you want them to do when they get there? Obviously, it sounds like he's trying to sell furniture, so that's the objective. Okay, what type of person buys your furniture? Where do they go online? Do they spend a lot of time on social media? Do they spend more time Googling things? Like that's, that's where you're gonna figure out, okay, what's the main marketing channel? How are we gonna draw traffic to the site? Now that's a little more advanced 
further along, but it's good to think about those things from the beginning because that's going to form the foundation of the site. A lot of people think you can just do a, a template, cookie cutter thing, fill in the, the pictures and text. Okay, done. Now people are just going to start pouring in, and then you can worry about uh, drawing in traffic. But that's it's not the best way to do it. Content always comes first. To understand to get better content, you really need to understand your client and their needs, and they need to understand their customers, their their ideal customers, and what they're offering. Mm, that's, yeah, that's. So I, I would try not to get too lost in the you say creative brief. Um, try to keep it as short and sweet. I like to keep it mm -hmm. informal. I don't even send a, a brief. When I sign a client, I'm like. Let's hop on the phone, talk to me for 10 to 15 minutes, whatever, about what, who you are, what you do, who's your ideal client. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking notes the whole time and I'm asking questions and I'm getting them to think. And, you know, so I'll say, okay, tell me about what you, what, what do you, what do you do? What are you offering? And he'll go on for like 30 seconds and tell me what it is. Okay, that's great. Now shorten that to 10 seconds. It's like, that's impossible. Like, no, it's not. You just got to give it a little thought possible then he finally we, we kind of whittle that down and we're like 10 seconds that's great now do it in five seconds like that, <laughs> oh that yeah and that's literally because that's what that's how much time you have to, to catch people when they land on your site people have short attention spans these days you have to be very clear about what you what you're offering and you clearly have experience in user experience right Mm -hmm. That's your that's your whole thing. That's going to be a big advantage because website web design is all about the user experience now to the point where Google prioritizes it. It will uh, rank websites higher or lower based on the experience visitors are having with the website. So if people just mm -hmm. show up on a website and they leave within five seconds, that tells Google, oh, they didn't get the answer to what they were looking for, and they're gonna they're gonna lower your website the rankings. So you have an advantage uh, knowing more about UX and UI than the average person. And if you can find a way to, to apply that to your web design, um, you'll, have a, you'll be at a big advantage. Hmm, that's true. Uh, speaking of um, Google and website organization, um, I how exactly is SEO done for a website? Like, how do you implement oh. it across the website? <laughs> how is SEO done? Yeah, that is like that's not something that can be answered in one. Okay, so there's there's a lot of different ranking. You know what? There isn't a lot of ranking factors. There's only a few, but they're very important. And Google doesn't. It's not like they tell everybody. They don't release. Like here's the formula we use to rank websites because that, then everyone mm -hmm. would game the system, right? So people, SEOs are just mm -hmm. constantly trying to figure out, okay, every time Google updates their algorithm, what did they do? What did they change? And, they, and they're testing, testing, testing. It always, to me, that like, the, the direction that Google is heading is prioritizing the user experience. So the technical aspects of SEO are becoming less and less important. The user experience is becoming way more important because Google is getting better at figuring out search intent. So it's no longer just about the keyword. It's about what is the intent behind the keyword? What was the user looking for? So for example, if I Google Nike shoes, mm -hmm. what's, what is it that I'm likely looking to do? Why am I, why am I Googling Nike shoes? 
you want to buy Nike shoes? Exactly. That's my intent. So what does Google serve me? They don't serve me a bunch of pages about the history of Nike and when they first made the Air Jordan. No, they send a bunch of pages of companies that are selling Nike shoes because they understand that's what I'm looking for, not for the back history of Nike for their shoes. Okay, so basically if someone is searching for, say, buying, like, so far, my website should rank in the first page of Google. Well, not that, it's, it's, not that, <laughs> it's definitely not that simple, but that, what I'm trying to say uh-huh. is, like, yeah, so it's, it's clear for your client, like when people search for, for furniture, uh, mm-hmm. almost always they're searching with the intent of buying furniture. So now, okay, so now you understand your visitors, when they come to your page, they're looking to buy. That should influence your design. You should, everything should be optimized to get a conversion, to get that person to buy a piece of furniture. So keywords are still important for sure. Um, so you do basically, when you're doing a page, you, you do some, once you figured out your ideal client, what do they search for? You do some basic keyword research and see, try to find keywords that are high traffic but low competition. Because when you have a brand new website, it's gonna take a great deal of time to rank that website. So you wanna look for less competitive keywords. Yeah, there's keywords that have tons of traffic, they're way up here, but you're gonna be competing with massive brands and you'll never get there. Mm-hmm. So you wanna find ones that still have decent traffic, good enough traffic, but are lower competition. And then you'll integrate those keywords into your site, but you gotta do so naturally. You can't just stuff keywords all over the page that people used to do and game the system. Google's smarter than that. Mm-hmm. So you try to take that keyword and work it into like the copy, the wording that you use, the paragraphs, the headings, stuff like that. Outside of that, um, designing it for the user experience and for conversion first, keeping it focused on one simple call to action, in this case, buying the furniture. Mm-hmm. And then um, backlinks are important as well. To help. And that tells Google, the more quality links you get to your site, it tells Google that you are an authority and you're to be trusted. And if people are linking to you, then you should be ranking higher for people's questions. Um, what exactly do you mean by backlinks? Just a link to your site. So like if I, if I put a link in a blog post to your site, that would be-, that'd be Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Makes sense. From other, a link from other websites to yours, yeah. Mm-hmm. So to sum it but up- then how do I achieve that? I mean, how do I get, like, I can, I'm only creating his main website. I'm not really writing blogs for him and so on, right? Yeah. So in that case, I have to tell him to, like, um, reach out to people, so backlink his website to their blogs, maybe, or? Yeah, that's honestly, like, that level of SEO is it's a whole separate project outside of web design. Uh, but... Yeah, the, one of the most effective ways to get backlinks is to create consistent, high-quality content for blog posts. That's how I got uh, my backlinks to my site. That's how I grew my traffic. That's how I drew more visitors in, and that's how I get all my clients now. They find me through SEO. I don't do any advertising. I don't do any AdWords. I don't do any social media. It's always been I do everything with the goal of uh, getting search traffic. But yeah, so creating high quality content, you gotta create content that's worth linking to, basically. Um, but the basic fundamentals for a new website, 
you want to do things like set up a Google uh, profile, my places profile, mm -hmm. um, a place where customers can review your business. Google reviews are very valuable. The more Google reviews you get, the more Google will highlight your profile when people are searching for certain keywords. The other thing I want you to know is like, how exactly do I price this entire project? Um, very unsure about how to do that. How much do you want to make? I haven't really thought about it. Like a website of this scale in India would cost somewhere on the range of like all the things that he said he wanted would be like according to my friends who are in front end designing, they were like asking for five lakhs, uh, which is um, 500,000 rupees. Yeah, it's like on the verge of $7,000, I think. $7,000. So you would say the average price for this type of website or project is $7,000. Yeah, including all the backend stuff, which is basically what costs right. more than the design aspect of it. Okay. So have you had a, a discussion with him about pricing at all yet? Like or where his head's at with the budget? Um, not really. I mean, I told him I'd reach out to him with all the things because I was not clear about the things I would have to do, right? It was not just designing something and handing it over. It was designing and deploying it and implementing it and testing it and doing SEO for it. And like a lot of things he, he basically was looking for like an all round, which is why I think he won't hire me is like, he was looking for an all round professional who would do everything for him. And I'm just like, how do you expect someone to know everything? Because he included marketing and furniture design and everything. And I'm like, hey, I can only create a website for you. I can't do anything else. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but if he wants, so what he's looking for is like an all-in-one package, right? He doesn't want to have to go to this person for web design and this person for SEO, and this person for content creation. He wants to yeah. go all, that's, that's a great thing because you can take him on as a client, do what you do best, and then outsource mm -hmm. the rest. You know, hire someone to take care of the stuff you don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's what that's how any business grows, right? That's how any business builds. If you like, if a web design agency takes on a web a website client, it's not just one guy working on everything. They have a they have a team. So one guy is, excels at web design, one excels at SEO, one excels at logo design. It's a team. So if he wants that all-in-one package, then offer it to him. Give him a, a quote for the whole thing. You know, if, he, mm -hmm. if he wants a logo design included, give him a quote and then hire a logo designer to do it for you. The hardest part about any business is getting clients. And they don't, like, they have no problem with that because he wants the, the easy. He wants it to be easy. He wants it, an all-in-one package with this one person, mm -hmm. this one uh, company. So give him that option. And... I like to be flexible with my clients, so I always ask if they have a budget. And mm -hmm. some people are very hesitant. They don't want to admit if they have a budget. That's fine, but it's a good question to ask because you can build websites at various levels, right? So if someone wants to get a small business site online and they have these goals or like these are priorities, you can do, sometimes you can do that in a simple way for let's say, you know, $500, or you can get more advanced and get into a few thousand dollars. like depending on the features and the ability, like what, what's going to go in, how many pages, how much content, would you also like a logo design? Like you also want regular blog posts, like some SEO. 
you can strip stuff out and, and do a bare budget project if that's what they want. So I I like to do it that way. I know some designers will just quote like this is the price, take it or leave it. I don't think that's realistic. And me personally, most of my clients are small business owners, so they're already looking for like affordable options. Um, so I try to give them. A, I try to be as flexible as possible. Uh, you said like you're are you you're not working right now, right? You don't have a job right now. Uh, no, very unemployed. <laughs> That's perfect. You have all the time in the world then to just throw it into web design and practice and learn. Just spend as much time as you can uh, testing all the different tools, learning, like reading, watching YouTube videos, reading blogs, like just consuming as much as you can and then practicing, practicing. And that's the, that's what, you can start projects knowing a certain amount and then you'll find that uh, as the project goes along, there's something comes up like, oh, I don't know how to do that. You know what you do? You Google it. And, and then you get your answer and then, and then you do it. Like, I still do that sometimes. I, I, I still do that. I have times where I'm trying to do something advanced and I'm like, well, I'm kind of lost here. I've never done this before. Uh, so, so it's just Google. And that's how you learn. And you're like, oh, so you add that to your, your knowledge so that next time you already know how to do it. Like, we have an am amazing opportunity, this massive network of free information. Any question you have, you can just immediately get an answer. You can get all this, like, all this information that used to be contained and reserved for, for people that can afford to go to university or college and spend years on that, on that stuff. Now it's all out there for free. You just got to take the time to, to invest in it. So that's have that opportunity. That's, that's basically what I want you to do, right? <laughs> yeah. And you have the incentive because you already have a client. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's nice chatting with you. Uh, I would love it. Oh, yeah. do you, you know one thing I didn't mention. Do you have your own website yet? Uh, no, that is one oh. of like that is in my pipeline. I have to create my own website. <laughs> it's a great it's a great way to practice. So just start yeah. building something for yourself. Uh, pick the tool and then start practicing and building something for yourself. And when you have something, send me the link. I'd like to check it out. I definitely will. I actually love Rapid Web, Web Launch's website. Like I have been going through a lot of websites in, in the past few days to see what kind of website would be perfect for me. And I was like, when I found a YouTube channel, I automatically just went to your website. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. It has a perfect CTA. It has a perfect, no, it has a perfect copy. It was so amazing. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. But I'll, I'll tell you right now, it did not look like that from the beginning. Like if I could show you when I was first starting out what my website and my blogs and stuff looked like, it was horrible. Like I, there's a reason why I've deleted all evidence of it off the internet. But I, I actually wish I still had the screenshots so I could show people because, you know, you look at someone who's reached a certain level of success, it's easy to just look at that and be like, oh, they're just really good at this. They've always been good at it. It's not, we all follow the same path or journey of, of learning, experimenting, practicing, growing. And so you're just on your early, early part of that journey. So keep at it. That's true. It's amazing actually. Like it depends on cultures, I guess, because in India, people who do not have a basic degree and engineering here is considered a basic degree. Like if you don't have an engineering or a, a doctor's degree or something, you are uneducated. Um, people are really looked down upon unless they have a basic degree and people don't, they don't get hired for anything. Like it's very difficult for them to find jobs or clients. 
Yeah. So like I really love that aspect of it because born and brought up in India, like my culture is extremely different from that, and I really love that about the cultures outside India because India is like it'll take time for us to reach there. I yeah. I guess why, and I like the like what I speak of the opportunity that's there. It's it's there for pretty much everyone that has a good internet connection. So even in a, like, it's great because uh, I've talked to people from uh, states, from Nigeria, from Philippines, from India, and they, this having access to the internet and building your own business, you have the ability to kind of bypass cultural norms. And exactly. so there's, there's kind of like this new generation of, of people, mm-hmm. younger people that are basically have this opportunity to do that. And it's kind of, in a lot of ways, it's disrupting the system. There's this growing movement of like kind of, you don't need college anymore. So if you're willing to like, yeah, obviously every culture is different, but um, like who's going to look down on you if you've built your own successful business? No one cares if like, <laughs> if, they, if you haven't gone to college, you're like, yeah, that's great. You can be you can look down on me for not having a higher education, but I have a business that makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's no? exactly <laughs> <what they're doing. laughs> like, there you go. So the, I've never been the, to the, India. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will. I have one last question for you, and that is, do you mind if I can t- if I take a photo of us for Instagram? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. You really helped me out with a lot of clarifications, and yeah, thank you for taking this call so much. Expect me to bug you on email <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll report it all right take See care stay safe bye-bye thanks so much for listening if you'd like to have a free 30-minute one-on-one coaching session with me and be the next guest on the podcast just click the link in the description and submit your info keep up the good work